Chapter 14 of Plunkett of Tammany Hall, a series of very plain talks on very practical politics. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mike Vendetti. Plunkett of Tammany Hall, a series of very plain talks on very practical politics by George Washington Plunkett. Chapter 14 Tammany, the only lasting democracy. I've seen more than one hundred democracies rise and fall in New York City in the last quarter of a century. At least a half-dozen new so-called democratic organizations are formed every year. All of them go into down Tammany and take its place. But they seldom last more than a year or two, while Tammany's, like the everlasting rocks, the eternal hills, and the blockades on the L Road, it goes on forever. I recall offhand the county democracy, which was the only real opponent Tammany had in my time the Irving Hall democracy, the New York State democracy, the German-American democracy, the Protection democracy, the Independent County democracy, the Greater New York democracy, the Jimmy O'Brien democracy, the Delicatessen Dealers democracy, the Silver democracy, and the Italian democracy. Not one of them is living today, although I hear something about the ghost of the Greater New York democracy being seen on Broadway once or twice a year. In the old days of the county democracy, a new democratic organization meant some trouble for Tammany for a time anyhow. Nowadays, a new democracy means nothing at all except that about a dozen bone hunters have got together for one campaign only to try to induce Tammany to give them a job or two, or in order to get in with the reformers for the same purpose. You might think that it would cost a lot of money to get up one of these organizations and keep it going for even one campaign. But Lord bless you, it cost next to nothing. Jimmy O'Brien brought the manufacture of democracies down to an exact science and reduced the cost of production so as to bring it within the reach of all. Any man with fifty dollars can now have a democracy of his own. I've looked into the industry and can give rock-bottom figures. Here's the items of cost of a new democracy. Dinner to twelve bone-hunters, twelve dollars. A speech on Jeffersonian democracy, zero dollars. A proclamation of principles, typewriting, two dollars. Rent of a small room, one month, for headquarters, twelve dollars. Stationery, two dollars. Twelve second-hand chairs, six dollars. One second-hand table, two dollars. Twenty-nine cuspidors, nine dollars. Sign painting, five dollars. Total, fifty dollars. Is there any reason for wonder, then, that democracies spring up all over when a municipal campaign is coming on? If you land even one small job, you get a big return on your investment. You don't have to pay for advertising in the papers. The New York papers tumble over one another to give columns to any new organization that comes out against Tammany. In describing the formation of a democracy on the $50 basis, according to the items I give, the papers would say something like this. The organization of the delicatessen democracy last night threatens the existence of Tammany Hall. It is a grand move for a new and pure democracy in this city. Well may the Tammany leaders be alarmed. Panic has already broke loose in 14th Street. 
the vast crowd that gathered at the launching of the new organization, the stern speeches, and the proclamation of principles, mean that, at last, there is an uprising that will end Tammany's career of corruption. The delicatessen democracy will open in a few days spacious headquarters where all true Democrats may gather and prepare for the fight. Say, ain't some of the papers awful gullible about politics? Talk about come-ons from Iowa or Texas. They ain't in it with this childlike simplicity of these papers. It's a wonder to me that more men don't go into this kind of manufacturing industry. It has bigger profits generally than the green goods business and none of the risks, and you don't have to invest as much as the green goods men. Just see what good things some of these democracies got in the last few years. The New York State Democracy in 1897 landed a Supreme Court Justiceship for the man who manufactured the concern, a fourteen-year term at $17,500 a year. That is $245,000. You see, Tammany was rather scared that year and was bluffed into giving this job to get the support of the state democracy, which, by the way, went out of business quick and prompt the day after it got this big plum. The next year, the German democracy landed a place of the same kind, and then see how the greater New York democracy worked the game on the reformers in 1901? The men who managed this concern were former Tammyites, who had lost their grip. Yet they made the Citizens' Union innocents believe that they were the real thing in the way of reformers, and that they had 100,000 voter back of them. They got the borough president of Manhattan, the president of the board of aldermen, the registrar, and a lot of lesser places. It was the greatest bunco game of modern times. And then, in 1894, when Strong was elected mayor, what a harvest it was for all the little democracies that was made to order that year. Every one of them got something good. In one case, all the nine men in an organization got jobs paying from 2000 to $5,000. I happen to know exactly what it cost to manufacture that organization. It was $42.04. They left out the stationery and had only 23 cuspidors. The extra four cents was for two postage stamps. The only reason I can imagine why more men don't go into this industry is because they don't know about it. And just here it strikes me that it might not be wise to publish what I've said. Perhaps if it gets to be known what a snap this manufacture of democracies is, all the green goods men, the bunco stealers, and the young Napoleons of finance will go into it and the public will be humbugged more than it has been. But after all, what difference would it make? There is always a certain number of suckers and a certain number of men looking for a chance to take them in, and the suckers are sure to be took one way or another. It's the everlasting law of demand and supply. End of chapter 14